Welcome to this week's podcast of Kicking It With Kidneys with your host, Cindy Barclay. Hey, Cindy, take it away. Welcome back to Kicking It With Kidneys, a forum to discuss important topics for suppressed voices within communities of color. An ongoing debate exists between health advocates as to whether or not salt is a major cause in undermining the health of people of color. Under normal circumstances, our bodies have sodium regulatory systems that balance our sodium intake through what is ingested via sodium loss that occurs in our urine, sweat, and our stool. An excess of sodium in food is common to most populations worldwide. So our salt intake is in part discretionary or what we choose to add to our food and non-discretionary due to current food processing standards. However, African-Americans, Hispanics, and Native Americans are particularly at risk for having negative health outcomes because of excessive dietary salt. Research has documented minorities, specifically African-Americans, are the victims of habitual high salt intake, leading to increased rates of cardiovascular disease. This means heart attacks, heart failure, atrial fibrillation, peripheral vascular disease, and chronic kidney disease. Today, we will look at the history of this debate and offer alternatives to viewers who are interested in preparing a healthy diet and the satisfaction of a delicious meal. Our KIWK team is back with us. We have BJ Simone, Maria Jimenez, and Rita Williams. So BJ, what is the word on the street? Well, the word on the street really hit home for me this week because I do struggle with hypertension and the topic of salt sensitivity is probably something I really need to be aware of. After I listened to the comments, it became a personal call of action for me. So let's listen. The two most prominent dietary risks for death and disability in the world are not eating enough fruit and eating too much salt. Too little fruit kills nearly 5 million people every year. Too much salt kills 4 million. Added salt is a huge problem because it raises our blood pressure. It puts increased risk and stress on our heart. And it also damages our blood vessels through stretching them to you know high pressure levels. So salt is something that we have got to do a better job eliminating in our diet. Hypertension, salt sensitivity is the largest uh, chronic disease on the planet. More people are affected by it compared to all other diseases combined. So Hypertension is more prevalent in the African-American community. Um, for one thing, there is the issue of genetics. African-American are more prone to retain salt and so are very sensitive to salt. And also, um, African-Americans have a lot of salt in their diet. And so it's easier for them to have issues with high blood pressure as a result of that. We were always growing up on eating junk. Friends, family, anything. Nobody really taught us how to eat healthy. We think soul food came from a tradition of eating hog mugs and piles of fried chicken. Then you better think again. Because for thousands of years, traditional West African cuisine was predominantly vegetarian. A second more horrific example is people on dialysis. About one-third of all Americans on dialysis are black Americans, but we only have 12-13% of Americans are black. You can imagine that. Even young people, especially, stuck on dialysis machines is very horrific to note. 
95% of the salt you consume in the day comes cooked into the foods you eat. So it should get more attention. But, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't. But I think awareness is, is, is a case of understanding it and talking about it and realizing there's something you can do about it. It is not inevitable having a heart attack. Now, in certain diseases, such as congestive heart failure, liver cirrhosis, and chronic kidney disease, the processes that regulate sodium balance is disturbed. This disturbance leads to a tendency to retain salt and water. Salt must be significantly restricted. Otherwise, there will be swelling in the body. A lot of people uh, call it edema. Well, doctors refer to it as edema. And most common folks say, just I'm swelling up everywhere, usually in your hands, your legs, and your face. Uh, sometimes it's in the abdominal cavity, which is called uh, ascites. And worst of all, this is a life-threatening water buildup in your lungs that's called pulmonary edema. Our guest today, Yuletta Carter, is a renal dietitian and is an expert in the subject matter. Yuletta is a proud graduate of Prairie View University, one of our HBCUs, where she obtained her bachelor's degree in science in diabetics. Her scope of services range from educating adolescent obesity to medical nutrition management of patients diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. She is passionate about chipping away at the dietary pestilence of excessive salt in communities of a color. Welcome, Yuletta. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with y'all today. All right, so let's get started. BJ, what say you? Okay, again, it's great to have you with us. I want, my question is, what is the prevailing viewpoint in the field of nutrition and dietetics on the effects of salt for patients who have hypertension and chronic kidney disease? Well, the viewpoint um, currently today is that we consume more than twice the daily recommended allowance of sodium in our diets. The average person will consume approximately 4,000 to 6,000 milligrams of sodium a day. The recommended is 2,300. Wow. And um, yes, that's a big difference. Yeah. It's like you basically are eating almost three days in one day, one, uh, one day. I know some people are visual. I'm a visual person. And you tell me 2,300 grams of sodium. I'm like, okay, what does that look like? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's one tablespoon. If you go get your average table salt, it's one tablespoon. That's your daily allowance of sodium. Oh, my gosh. That's I know people. I see them in the you know, restaurants putting more than a tablespoon of salt on their food. So thank you for putting that in a form that we can understand. Okay. 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 So that's just talking about what Ms. Maria was saying, added salt, but we got food processing. Okay. Uh-huh. Basically most all the foods, even though sometimes you can think you're eating fresh. Um, let's say we get frozen shrimp, you know, from, Sam's or something like that, but mm-hmm. they actually still soak the shrimp in a uh, sodium tripolyphosphate bath. Okay. Wow. So that's still sodium being soaked into the seafood. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are they so doing that gonna, to preserve it, Yuletta? Yeah. It's to give it a more puffier appearance, firm appearance, because, you know, seafood can get, you know, if it's sitting there, it's going to get, the firmness is going to go away. So mm-hmm. they actually mm-hmm. bathe seafood in these baths to for moisture and for firmness. So we're getting sodium, no matter however we put it, it's going to be there. And then we're adding sodium, as Ms. Maria said, table salt. We add sodium when we cook. 
So <laughs> one meal is going to get you to like over that 2300 recommendation daily allowance. So why is there such a problem with African-Americans? You know, we, we got um, we're number one in renal failure. We got hypertension. OK, I think the Hispanics, I think your people are Rita. Latinos are we're right behind y'all are trying to beat y'all. Like well, that. no, I think y'all beating us in the diabetes. You know, we are in the um, diabetes, but we love our salt as well. well salt, you know. and, uh, salt and lemon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. OK, well, that's one good thing you got going for you with the lemon, because in order to re-educate me and train ourselves on that lemon, we got to use we, got, we need to start using juices, you know, juices to season our food. So that's one good thing that Hispanics do. They do, do use a lot of lime and they use a lot of lemon. But yes, once do. again, they still add the sodium. Yeah, and you let it do the a, a lot of times when people are looking at those juices, there's sodium in that. I was surprised to yeah. find out that certain juices, energy drinks, things like that will have sodium in it. Okay, yeah, you're true about that also. But what you're gonna have to do is just go buy you some lemon and limes freshly mm-hmm. yourself. You got to uh, mm-hmm. cut them, squeeze that little juice into them to make a, a, mm-hmm. a marinade. And it's basically you can kind of oh. infuse seasonings. I know we kind of get ahead of ourselves, but you can infuse seasonings. You can chop some bell pepper, some onions, you know, wow. do that fresh gym, lemon juice. Let it sit in the refrigerator for like if you do it that morning. Then you can marinate your meat. You can actually add it into your uh, broth. So when you cook, you can add it into whatever. Like if you're making a casserole, if you're making something that requires you to add liquid, then that's your uh Pot liquor, if you want to call it. Um, that's what we call it in Louisiana for as taking something that we cook something in or made something in and we add pot liquor to it to enhance the flavor. What is pot liquor? You said pot liquor. What is that? You said you're from Louisiana. What is pot liquor? Pot liquor. Okay. Say, for instance, holidays is coming up. The way I was taught, the way you make cornbread dressing, you're going to boil your liver, you're going to boil your gizzards, um, you're going to boil the chicken breast. Okay. So you got all that flavor of meat in the water, right? That's your pot liquor. And you're going to use that pretty much for all preparations of all of the rest of the items that you're going to have for Thanksgiving or Christmas. You don't throw your pot liquor away ever. You know, well, that it. pot liquor sounds delicious either way, but no salt, right? Just fresh ingredients put in there. Just fresh hey, But I do have a question for you, Yuletta. So what numbers should people be monitoring if they're trying to maintain a healthy salt intake? For example, what should... Uh, be the daily amount and what should we be looking for on food labels? Okay, your daily recommended is 2300 For a dialysis patient, you know, we need to curtail that down to 2000 You should be looking at the food label. You should be looking for what's considered low sodium, anything less than 140 milligram per serving of that particular item. So you got to pay attention to the serving size, how many servings is in that container. Because like say this is used to hold container of whatever you're trying to prepare, then if it's three times, if it's three servings, you got to multiply three times that 140 to see wow. basically how much you're having in that one particular item. Or you can look at it like this. If it's, if it's less than 20%, then that's considered as low sodium because you're looking at a 2000 recommended daily allowance. So 20% of that is what, 200? So once again, we're still on the lower mid 150s, 140s for a low sodium diet. But you know, Yoletta, we, we, we don't cook no more, Yoletta. We, <laughs> okay, especially African Americans. And 
you know, everybody, but primarily it's quick. It's easy. I, mm-hmm. I see young kids, parents with the young kids, McDonald's and all these other places. We don't cook anymore. I mean, so we're getting and then then when they get to it, like French fries, they're adding extra salt on the French fries. I mean, and that or the young professionals that work. From morning till dawn, you know, we use the we. Oh, Maria, you DoorDash and Favor, all of them on our to go. So, how would you, what would your, be your recommendations for people that do not cook or prefer to eat out as far as managing their, a restricted diet? Okay. For as people who are eating out, so what are you going to look for is what type of restaurants are you going to? You want to try to pick the restaurants that are actually going to prepare fresh meals pretty much not any kind of preservatives so when you're ordering you want to basically stick with your fresh grilled products you want to do grilled chicken fish and then if you can ask if the food could be paired without salt at it then you can make that request for the vegetables you probably want to stay away from um any kind of um, fried vegetable you want to get the fresh green beans fresh carrots uh, mashed potatoes if they can prepare without, because I'm pretty sure that they don't have low sodium butter. I'm pretty sure the butter probably has sodium in it. I saw something with the butter. Is it called simply? They said, okay, you let, let me ask you something. What's the difference between the real butter? I see something sometimes that says real butter. I know butter has salt in it too. But when it says real butter, what is the difference between real butter and margarine? I think pretty much the butter is probably overall better for you because mm. it's less processed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh-huh. pretty much churned, but you can actually get, get low sodium butter. It's there. I have, okay. I buy low sodium butter because I know so it adds so much. You let it back to those fries. I can ask for those fries without salt. Yes. Most people they, do uh, that. Uh, as a, uh, uh, hold I'm on just minute. asking. Uh, well, wait a minute. You I know, no, when you pick up those fries, Rita, they yes, don't ma'am. give you salt with it. No, they give you the fries and you ask for the salt. Okay, but they so put that. a lot of salt. Sometimes too much at that. I think you said McDonald's. So I'm not sure. I thought that they just put the fries in the little thing and no, I've seen no, them. You just that's for, them. no, you what they for, do. but they may tell you you gotta wait. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait for oh, fresh okay. fries. Most people use it as a trick to get hot fries. They be saying because oh. because McDonald's will buy. I mean, they're gonna you you're the customer. You gotta pay for what you want. You can say I want no fry, no side fries. They're gonna say okay, we need to step aside. It's gonna take a couple of minutes. They're not gonna dump your fries in the general population where they dump the other fries because it's salt. Based in there all day, day. I worked at Wendy's going through high school. So the salt, <laughs> when they salt the fries, that salt is still standing in the tray they dump it in. So what they do, if they fry your fries, when they pull it by the basket, they take some tongs and get it. Because if they put it in that population where it normally goes, it's going to pick, it's, it's defeat the purposes. It has sodium or salt in the serving area there. So well, you can I actually know. Something. I didn't know that they did it. I thought they just put them in the grease and then took them out. I didn't know that they actually No, they got a dump. You never saw them when they... Psh, and then she don't go to McDonald's. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> you you I, didn't, I didn't work in fast food very long, but I did work fries because that's the easiest, you know, easiest yeah, to do. Fries. Okay. Well, Yulanda, can you give us some uh, shopping or food preparation tips that have been helpful to your patients? Okay. For as shopping, we already talked about what we need to look on the food labels. For as trying to food preparation. We need to stick with our spices. We need to stick with the juices. What will complement pork? Basically, apple or applesauce. Have you ever went to a restaurant and they kind of gave you an apple dessert to complement pork? So you can actually take some applesauce to get fresh pork if you have to get pork, but that's already a salted meat. 
And if you can base it with the uh, applesauce and then do some um, herbs, pretty much you could do a saffron. What is that? Uh, I think it's a uh, turmeric, but only a little because some of these spices are so powerful that you only need a little. With cooking with spices, you're talking about a lot of money that's going to have to be invested. So if you're going to go with these spices, it's best to you know, get little containers to put them in and for the pantry, but you want to freeze the rest because they can go bad on you really fast. And some of them, you know, a little bit of little jar of spices, you know, cost you about 10 bucks. And so you don't want to waste that money because it's only, and you only need a little when you're cooking. And if Ms. Barkley said, we don't cook a lot. So you need to freeze that. But you yeah, actually- and I think, and I think we need to start doing that. You know, in the United States of America, we've gotten away from cooking and, we're having and basically it's resulted in an unhealthy nation, you know, but primarily people of color, you know. So I think what we're trying to get and you mentioned pork is pork good for for people to eat. I mean, I'm not trying to get nobody to come on and get mad at me. And I know people are trying to sell their products and stuff, but we're talking about health here. OK, so yeah, we're talking about health. Pork. But have you ever seen that commercial called the white meat? You could buy yeah. good, good kinds of pork. It's going to cost you a little bit more. But you buy the more leaner cuts. Well, we we're dealing with a population that's already the, the income is limited. Okay. Limited. Yes, ma'am. So it's gonna cost more, but I'm glad that you gave that recommendation. But what are some alternatives to pork? Poultry, pretty much if you're talking about for as an income um impact entree. So you're not gonna probably stick with poultry, some fish, but not the good fish, because the good fish is gonna cost you a little bit more money, mm-hmm. like the salmon and the trout. Pretty much. They're kind of limited pretty much to chicken. Beef is there. But like you're talking about the seasoning and stuff, and we had something else on another show. Remember how they told us if we use that seasoning, even the not the best quality meat can be very tasty and, and healthy for us if we use some of those seasonings you're talking about, the lemon juice and fresh basil and all that kind of stuff. We can, you know, perk it up. You know, we got to do what we got to do gotta with do. what we have. Yeah. What about the seasonings like Mrs. Dash and uh, Paul Purdue? Uh-huh. Those are fine and those are good. Mrs. Dash offers a variety of blends. Uh-huh. But once again, you have to um, order these online because they're only in the grocery store. They have very limited choices or you mm-hmm. actually can make your season blend. They have different kinds of blends that you can mix together to achieve flavors that you're trying to to get. I have an actual uh, blending chart where it shows you how to blend different seasonings to for barbecue, for fish. But it's different seasonings that you could put together to make your own Mrs. Dash, if Mrs. Dash is too expensive. But then once again, these, these spices can be expensive if you buy them individually. So Mrs. Dash might be a more economical way to purchase that. Okay. True. Well, I have another question for you, Yuletta. This is real. Inf- uh, this information is real good. So some people supplement their food supply through assistance from like food banks. How can they eat healthy if they don't have the opportunity to make their own selections? Food banks cannot choose what they receive. Mm-hmm. They just, the donations are given from the community. Mm-hmm. So but they do have fresh fruits, fresh fruits and vegetables available mm-hmm. at the food bank. Because I actually had a dialysis patient came over to cooler because he went and got him a watermelon. I didn't even know they give watermelons out at the food bank. Yeah, they but, do. Um, <laughs> it's in season, whatever's in season. Yes. So they actually do provide families with fresh fruits and vegetables. But unfortunately, 
it depends on the amount, what they have, but you can't really like pick and choose. They just make you a box and we have to deal with it. But as much as possible, you want to prepare the fresh fruits and vegetables the best as you can to eliminate the parts that you can't. Now, if you get canned goods, yeah, that's how I was gonna that, uh, that, that are not labeled low sodium, then when you're opening, let's say that can of corn, you want to put it in a strainer, you want to rinse the sodium off of it. You don't want to cook it in the same medium that it comes in. Mm. That sounds good. You know, holiday season is coming up. You let her in, uh, you're in Louisiana, right? Yes. <laughs> you know, y'all know how to season up everything down there. shop. Did you say shop? How do they say shop? I don't say shop. It's shop. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, well, I'm from Baton Rouge and okay. we don't say sha. We are not, I'm not from that little, uh, going, it's for the West. Oh, we're, we're okay. in the middle. So we kind of don't have a identity in my oh. perspective. Okay. So you, so you chose to go French on me, but that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> okay. We, oui, we, oui. okay. All right. I know it's hard for, especially with the patients that you deal with in the holiday season. So, what do you tell patients and just people in the world about, you know, being mindful about their diet in the holiday? And, you know, it's very social. And, you know, that'd be yeah. Big Mama's best cornbread and collard greens. That's right. Stuff. Collard so greens, what's your recommendation during this season? And all this other stuff. And, and you know, like uh, BJ, that little insert that BJ had word on the street. You know, African-Americans, we were trained to, to eat like this. Minorities trained to eat like this. You know, we came from basically a vegetarian plant-based diet, but we've developed these habits and we seem to be exceeding other races as far as, you know, having medical issues. What are your recommendations for the holidays? I mean, I'm going to have me some cornbread. I'm going to have me some um, greens. Greens uh, with ham hocks. No, no, wait a minute. Now, I didn't tell you about no ham hocks. I'm supposed to do the turkey. I'm going to do the turkey with mine. I heard last time that's what y'all said. Okay. That's like I I was explaining. It's like a triple because, I mean, you're cooking it twice. And as Ms. Barkley said, we have come accustomed to, we want the food to taste good. We want it to taste, it's just a, I think it's just a habit. When you cook something, you got to put seasoning in it. You got to put the season off. So basically when you're cooking the chicken, when you're cooking the meats that go into the cornbread dressing, you're going to add seasons. Then when you make the cornbread, you're going to add some seasons. Then when you remold it together, you have a tendency to add more seasons. So basically what I was telling you about the pot liquor, you're just going to have to keep you some extra pot liquor, infused pot liquor, what I'm saying, like cut up with the bell peppers or onions. Also with these different kinds of the cumin and the uh, turmeric and Possibly some sage. Are you talking about turmeric or turmeric? I'm sorry, sorry, turmeric. And possibly some sage Mm. and cumin. Cumin is an underrated um, spice to take place of the um, of the sodium. But when you're seasoning, especially if you don't have time to cut up with the garlic or the onions, but you got to make sure you read the word powders. You don't want no garlic salt, no garlic. No onion salt. You want powders. Powders. Uh, yes. Okay. Or if you could just get the minced garlic, that's even better. But once again, it's kind of costly. Or just and buy a clove of garlic and chop, chop it, up. it up. Yes. But yeah. once again, like during that whole holiday meal preparation, you do want to take those the broth that you have set aside and you want to add those other fresh seasonings to it to take the place of adding all that salt and sodium. And then, of course, you're going to use your Mrs. Dash if you have that. 
you know, to uh, add more flavor to it from the different from the cut up vegetables. You know, you work with a lot of dialysis patients, right? Yes. I guess my question is, have you seen, I think part of the problem that has occurred with the hypertension and the diabetes, a lot, a lot of it has to do with diet, right? So have you seen any changes in the before and after? I mean, any regrets? Like I, if I had eaten better, things would be better. Have you, do you see a lot of that? Or do you constantly have the same problems with getting people to be, or getting patients to be compliant with their dietary regimen? I had a couple uh in-center patients, because, you know, you see them on a regular basis when you're talking to them, actually admit, you know, once again, younger patients, like with the episode when it was coming up, it was talking about younger people being on dialysis Mm -hmm. with high blood pressure. It was actually some of the younger people saying, yeah, I could have ate, I could have ate better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could have did better. I could have did without the, um, with adding extra salt, because they're in a situation under 30, sitting on a dialysis machine, and while they're sitting there, blood pressure is like skyrocketing. Because I'm actually talking to them because I'm seeing the blood pressure in red. And just, you know, hey, what did you do? But they make a lifestyle change and then they go back to the old habits. Yeah. It's kind of like... So you don't see a lot of compliance, even though they're on these machines, even though they have kidney failure and a lot of these other issues. I kind of mentioned pulmonary edema where that fluid goes to your lungs and you mm-hmm. can't breathe. So in spite of all of that, you're saying that the temptation to still practice those old habits are still there? Yes, and it depends on the their circumstances. Like we were talking about, it might be an economical factor that plays into that. Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. can't do any better, you, you, on my end, I try to teach better. If they ask me a question, I'm like, oh, you let it, this is all I have. This, this is all I can do. Hey, I would give you some seasonings. I mean, I used to do that. I would give people seasonings, especially when I see the blood pressure going, you know, in the red. Okay. So hey, you're saying that what you've seen is a lot of non-compliances because of finances. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. They can't afford it. For the younger generation. Yes. Because they don't cook. They eat out. It's a, it's a circumstantial environment. Um, and like Marie that's said, a choice too. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's choice. A- yeah, it is a choice. And but we have seen with our our guests last week, we did see uh, two of them have to lose the weight, and they lost it, and they've kept it off. And you know, one got a transplant, uh, transplant, and one is waiting. So you, we do have successes. I think sometimes. It's hard to see a person, and I know Yuleta, and she educates them, and they keep coming back. Well, Yuleta, this happened, and this happened, but it is personal choice, and you have to choose to be healthy. It is hard. I mean, it is hard, and it, it's it, a struggle, it, it, daily struggle. It's a cost to eat healthy. It's yeah. a it's, it, it costs more money to eat healthy. Like we were talking about fish, to get a better fish, you got to spend the more money um, yeah. to get the better fish to get the better white pork when I was speaking of earlier, it's going to cost a little bit. So yes, I know it's a social economic factor that plays into that, but we try to have to help these people as much as we can try to educate, try to offer alternates. Um, like I said, a lot of people haven't experimented with um, mm-hmm. buying the lemon, cutting it up. You actually can use the zest peel, you know, clean it off really well. You know, if you, if you scrape off some of the uh, hull, so is that, is that going to decrease your taste for salt using by doing a lemon? It's, a lemon? Basically, it'll give it a different flavor. And if your palate gets used to that, uh, once you um, get away from sodium for a minute and you try to go back to salt, mm-hmm. like Miss BJ was talking, when you do baby steps and step down from like 
whole milk to 2% to 1%. And let's say you're in an environment where you don't have the choice and they only have whole. When you drink that, you you kind of have to take a step back like, okay, well, this kind of feels thick to me because you've got your, you've gotten accustomed to drinking a thinner type milk. My mother basically had uh, some breeding issues, COPD. Mm-hmm. She occasionally takes prednisone. Well, prednisone, they say you have to monitor your sodium intake. So I kind of watch out what she eats and educate her on some things that she may not pay attention to the food label. She was drinking VH. I'm like, mom, you realize that was high in sodium. But anyway, she was off sodium for a long time. And let's say she goes out to eat. It scares her because something that she ate year, you know, before, it, it seems like it's a lot of sodium. And if you get away from it for a while and you actually eat something that's we eat every day that doesn't taste like a high sodium, she, she'll push it back. I'm like, okay, well, that tastes like I got too much salt in it. I eat it and I don't see any difference. So when you when you remove it from a while mm-hmm. and then you you get used to something else, then it comes a custom. Yeah. So it's a gradual change requiring. It's a gradual change to make that change completely. I would think so because I told you I like the lemon and salt, but I bet you if I just do the juice of the lemon, I won't like it so much. But if I try it more often, I bet you it is good. You can experiment with vinegars. They got all kinds of vinegar, apple apple cider. And that's not expensive. um, Was about... Uh, balsamic, balsamic balsamic vinegars you got different wines you can cook with i mean uh, yeah cook with so you can offer you can have different kind of flavors infused for marinating you can just let your meat sit in the refrigerator and marinate to get the i mean to get the ultimate taste of just removing the taste of sodium i think sodium is just something we just like the tart flavory burst but we need to try other alternates for that it's addicting like sugar <laughs> You had a question. Yeah. What about two things? One, what about portion control? Because we talk about, you know, the finances. And I think in America, we just eat big. You know, you guys in Texas, so you eat bigger. But (laughs) the thing is, portion control, when we look at other cultures and we look at the type of dishes that they serve. Meat is a very small part of it. They increase more vegetables and you have a little bit of meat. So if you're doing a a portion control, I don't need a huge big piece of salmon. If I just mixed my vegetables and had smaller portions of salmon, I could afford the more expensive meats if I don't eat so much. Yes, that's true. Exactly. Yes. And then the second thing is we did talk a little bit about the difference between salt and regular salt. And then the you got the Himalayan Himalayan pink salt. (laughs) Okay, you got Himalayan pink salt and then you got the sea salt and then you got the regular table salt. The regular table salt, one teaspoon of regular table salt is twenty three hundred milligrams of sodium. You got your pink salt. Your pink salt is going to be approximately maybe three hundred milligrams less than the table salt. And then you got your sea salt, which is, okay, the Himalayan salt is, uh, table salt is 2,300 teaspoon. The Himalayan is 2,040 milligrams teaspoon. And the sea salt is 2,000 teaspoon. Okay, so this is, most people think salt is a non-processed food or non-processed seasoning, I should say. Salt is a processed item. And like I was telling Miss BJ, um, they actually have a salt mine here in, in Katy. I should go through backwards to go to Prairie View, and, and it's a salt. I can't think of the name of it. 
But what happens is the salt, they mine the salt. And when they get the salt out, they heat it to very extreme temperatures. It's like, a, you know, for refinement. And once they refine it, they add potassium, they add some sodium, and they add the iodine because, you know, to prevent gorders. So they add the iodine. But not only do they add those items, they also add uh, dextrose and sodium bicarbonate mm-hmm. and sodium silicone aluminate for to make this make it easy pouring to pour out easy okay mm. so that's what that added you know it's a process item but when you get the himalayan pink salt it's no process um into it because they naturally let it dry air dry out so that's the better salt of the of the three sea salt well, the, the sea salt is a better choice it's, a better it's, salt. it's, okay. it's okay. two thousand for mm-hmm. the teaspoon mm-hmm. how the much sea- does that cost is that, is that, I don't, I don't know. Is it more expensive than regular table salt? The pink salt. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And like Ms. BJ was saying, it gives it, depends on what you're cooking, but it can give it a, it's like a garnishment. It makes it look prettier. It's pink. Don't use as much. But choices, you know, but choices, use, you know, you pick and choose. I mean, if I'm going to buy the pink salt and I mean, I can, it's your, it's your personal choice. If like BJ said about buying just a smaller portion of salmon, it's, you know, what are you going to sacrifice for well, your you health? Know, you know, in a family, if they buy the expensive salt, that will be an automatic. They'll be using that salt. That's right. <laughs> They'll tell you, don't use that pink salt. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the sea salt, like, uh, it's more, it's actually, um, the way they clean it is evaporated in, um, in, under the sun. It contains uh, 5% um, potassium and calcium, magnesium, and it's readily usable uh, by the, all the minerals are readily usable by the body versus um, the sodium bicarb and the sodium silicone aluminate. That's not, that kind of um, additives are not really used by the body. Girl, um, I, I hear you talking, but most people don't even know what aluminum side, whole side, whatever it's, that was. It's, it's so pretty much what that is. Okay. It's additives that we really don't need. And uh-huh. going back, okay, let's take CKD out of the picture. Okay, now when you go to the store, let's say we don't have CKD in the picture. Chronic have, disease. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. now they do have a Morton salt, uh-huh. light salt. If you do not have kidney failure, that is an alternative. It is 50% less sodium, but they replace the sodium with potassium. Like I said, as long as you don't have renal failure, that is an alternate choice. 50% less. It's okay. So you're getting half. So you're saying we need to read. We have got to read. We've, well, we've yeah, got to be read. more educated and we've got to read. And that's the problem in that a lot of minorities, especially when it comes to food, we just go into these generational curses. Big mama did it, everybody else. And like and I said, it's hard, hard to break those. It's hard to break those. But we got to do it if we want yeah. to live. Yeah. We want to live. And we got to stay away from the processed foods. Because once again, that's what it's so, the sodium is. The sodium is added as a preservative. Okay, we just got to get away from it. Eat oh stuff fresh. God. Once again, it's a choice. Like Ms. Marie said, it may be a little bit more expensive, but it's a choice. A choice, a choice to have a longer, healthier life or yeah. eat what's there and have a not so healthy life. So you can choose to get on with living or choose to <laughs> get on with dying. dying. Okay. Yeah. So, BJ, let's get some final thoughts from you about our show and participants for the show. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much. I've learned a lot. 
And if there's anyone in our audience uh, who needs to watch their salt intake, and based on this show, that's pretty much everybody, we could all do better. I learned something myself is to not think about what you can't do. So don't look at salt like something you're having to give up. Look at it more as an opportunity to learn about new flavors, new seasoning. There's just the old saying that variety is the spice of life. So not salt, variety. And as always, again, we want to thank our audience for listening. Please, please, please. This is a vital show. There's a lot of information that Yoletta has shared with us. And as Cindy says, we need to read. Well, if you don't read, listen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, tune in, tell your friends. If you can't remember this, write it down. Tell your friends to listen to Kicking and Kiddings and learn. Live and learn. Rita, final thoughts. My final thought is the foods you can, that you eat can be either the safest, most proper form of a medicine or the slowest form of a poison. So mm. put salt shakers down, folks. Mm. I like that. that. I like that. Maria? Well, Yolanda, thank you again for all of your knowledge um, that you're yes. sharing with the community. We really, really appreciate that. And it hits home because I am a salt lover. I love salt. I love salt. But I'm taking heed of what you're, um, you presented today. And it's all about your will and wanting to live. So if you want to live. Wait a minute. Go. You African-American and you're a dialysis person. You, you said you love yeah. salt. Well, you know, well, they I said guess. nurses are the worst patients. So. Well, I guess we're human, Cindy. Oh, okay. We're gonna you do have, better. Are you gonna do better? So you're yes. gonna work. Okay, you're gonna do better. We're okay, so do better. Do better. All right. Okay, you let her yes, give us some final thoughts. Final thoughts is flavor for life. As Miss BJ say, use alternate sources to flavor your life other than sodium. Okay, and live. And, and live. live. Yes. And live. Okay. Okay. Well, we thank you guys for joining us today. And Yuletta, especially you, thank you so much. We really appreciated that. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, all right. And we want you guys to join us next week on a, another episode of Kicking It With Kidneys. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Kicking It With Kidneys with your host, Cindy Barclay. See you next week. The views expressed on this podcast are educational and opinion-based. These are not medical doctors. Be sure to catch us on social media on our website, kickingitwithkidneys.com, also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.